La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding ding dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Hey, bonjour rugby friends and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Landieu and... Moi, Tom Dixon. And... <laughs> and... Moi, uh, moi aussi, Mike Pierce. Yeah, Mike Pierce. Yeah, he had to wash his hair last week, so therefore he wasn't able yeah, to make it. Yeah, wash and go. I washed it and it went. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, you don't have that left anyway. But hey, that's easier. The insults have started already. Look, two seconds in. <laughs> I, I was saying you should see the length of my hair. It takes me like 20 minutes, you know, to wash... Wash, wash and dry. It's not wash and go. But hey, guys, uh, lovely for you to be on the French Rugby Connection. But Mike, Mike, let's speak about you. So you had a very busy summer. You've been writing your your book, Les Bleus Brothers, the Blues Brothers. How is it going? It's, yeah, it seemed to go quite well. I think it's um, plateaued a bit now, but uh, sales are very good at the beginning. Yeah, it was, it's just nice to to get it out there you know I've had some nice comments um so yeah yeah all well and good hopefully uh I'll try and have a big blast at Christmas now <laughs> <laughs> okay well not long now not long until Christmas top 14 Tom was very loquacious about uh Toulouse game last week so we'll start with Mike Mike you know you watch three games so tell us the main highlights I did. Well, Lyon at home to La Rochelle. It's a very close game. Yeah, Lyon 21, uh, La Rochelle 23. Three tries to two uh, for Lyon. Uh, tries for Nini, Nini Ashvili, Kouloud and Maraca. And for La Rochelle, tries for Keir Barlow and Dylan Lades. So, uh, yeah, good win for La Rochelle, which um, takes them up to fifth. In the table. Right, okay. Well, I saw Cast versus Stade Francais. Cast did it in in Paris. They won 30 to 20. Uh, Perpignan against Brive. I was very pleased for the men in black and white. Brive, last week they lost, I think, only just, but this week, you know, with some new guards in place with the likes of the flanker, Sacha Gay and Abraham, Papil, they, they won. However, next week they're going to play against Montpellier, so it's going to be a, a tough one. Montpellier was playing against Bordeaux. Overall score was 29-19. Not so great for Bordeaux. Bordeaux is on his second defeat. So, uh, Uyo said, hey, you know, it's a marathon, you know, it's only the beginning. So <laughs> let's not panic about it. So hopefully, you know, they will ramp up. Half time was a bit painful for, for them. They were lagging seven to 29. Well done to Louis Carbonel and Alexandre Begonier. Um, Jalibert, our friend Jalibert, is suffering from a crisis of confidence a little bit, but knowing him is going to probably, uh, he'll be back to his old self. I'm hoping for a win for Bordeaux against Castres next week, but we'll see because Castres are tough cookies. Tom, tell me more about your Toulouse-Toulon. Well, I was there. 
as planned. Are you sure? I'm sure I was there, yes. And although it was nine o'clock on a Sunday night, I was tempted to go to bed. I've moved around in my season tickets over time, but this year we're back almost behind the subs bench, a little bit further along. So we really get the atmosphere of people shouting. We kind of hear the secrets of the trainer shouting at the subs, who's, who is being nice and who is not. Last year, I was right at the back, just in front of the commentators, where you could see the great chess game that was happening. Yeah, but there's nothing like getting back in in amongst the thick of it. So I'm very happy with that. And you say hi to Dupont and uh, Tamak, and they say they say hi Tom, nice to see hi, you. Guys. Hey, I like your episode last week on the French rugby connection. <laughs> <laughs> they do, well, speak English, of course. Yeah, uh, they're great. I said hello to them. I sent your regards. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the game, they have this massive clapping game that you see more and more yes uh, i think it comes from the pacific islands originally from the viking uh, i believe uh, i think it was from the finnish team it came from football iceland, iceland football team yeah the thunderclap yes oh, is that it? That's, yeah uh, it started in the uh, euros of 2016 i think yeah yeah it's certainly caught on in, in rugby circles now isn't it Yes, sometimes it's a bit tedious, especially if the game wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. um, but why not? After a famous bonus point victory, which is what I saw. So, yeah, Sunday night, nine o'clock start, my least favourite sporting time of all. But again and again and again, we have this uh, not only 9pm start, because we have that for all of our five matches, the first five matches this year, but this is 9pm on a Sunday. So I had to take it a bit easy on the shandy, especially after the match. So how was the game? It was a tale of one half. Yes. And it was largely a tale of one man. Yes. Um, Monsieur Dupont? Mr. Mr. Bridge. Mr. Dupont, of course. Uh, Although it must be said, there's lots of other skills around. Uh, Gelange never ceases to impress me, uh, his old mate. And they just galloped around scoring at will. Last week, when talking about the Bordeaux game, I said that Bordeaux floored Toulouse by scoring in minutes 23, 28 and 34. And this week, Toulouse scored the three tries in minutes 17, 21 and 26. Mm. So I said last week, bang, 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 you're dead. Well, that last week it didn't turn out to be the case, but this week it very much was the case. Bang, 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 you're dead. And Toulouse did score a fourth try in the 75th minute when they momentarily lost their bonus point. They just shook themselves up and got back and got the try. And they're topping the top 14. They are number one right now. They are because they've had two victories, one with a bonus point. And so normal life is resumed. Tom, staggering statistics for Dupont in that game. He covered the most metres, 141. He made the most turnovers, three. He made the most tackles. 14, two try assists, 48 passes, six defenders beaten, eight carries, and he played the full 80 minutes. I mean, that's absolutely staggering, isn't it? <laughs> it's a joy to watch, and you can imagine the reaction of the crowd. Uh, yeah. It, it, it is fantastic. Um, but it wasn't the two long we know and love. They just didn't turn up in the first half. They are a team rebuilding, but even so, they and everyone expected better than that from them. The second half isn't really a lesson because the uh, Toulouse coach brought on all the youngsters to give them experience. And so we had Tia and Atamak 
he's been on before. It was his first start. And so that's the younger brother in the Natamak dynasty. The pun is that Stade Toulousain share their stadium now with Toulouse Olympique, the rugby league team. And during the rugby league matches, everyone shouts out T.O., T.O., which is Teo's name. So um, there you are, multilingual pun there for you. Uh, Ange Capuozzo, some of us, not Mike, will remember from the Millennium Stadium. The Italian international <laughs> is actually French. Uh, Joshua Brennan came on, a uh, very famous name. There is a burger named after him in Brennan's bar. And Maxine Duprat, who had been on loan from Agent, no, had been on loan to Agent, but has now come back. So youngsters were on, so that's why the second half, the point difference didn't look amazing. To Toulouse had a great defence. Toulon were camped on the line for 10 minutes in the second half without getting a point. They did get a try in the end, so enough. A few injuries to be worried about. Francois Crowe is very unlucky. He had only five minutes back from a bad injury, and he got taken off again with an equally bad injury that's going to need knee surgery. Roman Natamak limped off, but then he was walking back on at the end of the game, so we don't think it's that bad, but he's out for a few weeks. Mattis Lavelle was brought off at 74 minutes. So a few potential worries there, but basically I think the coaches were being extra careful because the match was already won. Uh, Mike, the depth of the squad this year is astounding. Obviously they're prepared for a very long season with the World Cup at the end. They're going to be losing lots of players. What's extraordinary is last week I mentioned that against Bordeaux we fielded 20, 20 Frenchmen in a squad of 23. And it strikes me that it's entirely possible that when the uh, French squad is called up, there could be over 15 Toulousains. Wow. Uh, because it was 11 or 12 last year. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they took regularly took both our hookers our first choice and second choice hookers, which I think is a bit mean. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. But um, <laughs> so be it. It's great for them. And it looks like it's being managed already. Um, and the other stat from this game was that there are three French captains. The last three French captains were on the pitch. Dupont, obviously, has been captain. Anthony Gelange. And on the other side, Veronique Charles, your friend. Charles. Charles well done, Charles Olivier. Yes. So, um, a fantastic day at Toulouse. It was really lovely to be back. It, uh, thoroughly recommended. A great game. Brilliant. And very quickly, you know, Clermont versus Po, it was 33 to 24. Bayonne against Racing 92. Bayonne won. Very well done to Bayonne. 31 to 25. Mike, do you have any specific uh, information to tell us about the last two games I just mentioned? Yeah, as you say, a win for Claremont, 33-24, four tries for Claremont, Peno with two, Raka and Arto Churia, and two tries for Poe, Delomel, and a penalty try. And as you rightly say, a, a home win for Bayonne, which is great, gets them going in the, in the top 14. They beat Racing, 31-25. Racing actually led 18-8 at half-time. Three tries each. As I say, Bayonne's first win in the top 14 and a crowd of just over 13,000. So, yeah, they're up and running. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, uh, top 14 rank right now, Stade Toulouse, huh? is a number one, followed by La Rochelle, then by Brive. Well done, Brive. Montpellier, number four. Lyon, five. 
six is Toulon, and then the last seven are Castres, followed by Clermont, nine, Racing 92. Uh, and behind him is the other a Parisian club, Stade Francais. Then we got Bayonne, Po, and lagging at the bottom with two defeats, unfortunately, is Bordeaux-Bègle and Perpignan. But I guess Bordeaux-Bègle will, uh, will ramp up soon. Do you agree? I've got my money on Bordeaux-Bègle finishing fourth this season. Oh. Uh, so it's certainly not in position. Obviously, only a fool would predict a placing like that. So, so there you go, I've done it. You never know, Brief might win the top 14, you know, because they've been a change of uh, staff and they got some new new players on, on in their block. So we'll see. Wait and see. Explain to our listeners what the Prodi2 is about. The, the Pro Day 2 is the league below the top 14. There are 16 clubs. Uh, to say they're closely matched is a cliche that comes out year after year. But in seven of the eight games this weekend, uh, the, the team, the winning teams won by five points or less. Wow. So it's so close. The bonus point really comes into the game um, because they're all so close. These bonus points are all over the place. And the leading team, Rouen, is a win ahead of the number two team, but there's only one point in it. <laughs> so Rouen has won three from three. Oyonnax has won two from three, but got three bonus points. So, so awfully close. It's amazing. I think that uh, Serge Betsen is part of the training team at uh, Rouen, I believe. Oh, I haven't followed that. Last I saw of him, he was involved in London French, the amateur team on Regent's Park. All right. And, uh, <laughs> he's allowed to travel now so he can get out of London. I, I didn't know that. He a was lovely man, a great servant, French rugby. Okay, and what's the ranking right now? Um, Rouen first, Oyonnax a second, Mont-de-Marsa a third. They're looking quite good. Colomier, my team. Um, I did actually go and see Colomier on Friday night because there weren't enough matches happening lately. <laughs> I, I did go and see Veronique. And did you see Matisse Lebel? No, Matisse, Matisse uh, Gatier. Was he playing? I didn't. I was looking for his name on the team sheet. Um, uh, we had a great kicker, a fullback, Thomas Girard, who is my star man. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, I, I haven't really got to know the players yet. I saw a few of the Stade Toulousain squad coming to watch the match to catch a few of their mates from around the globe. Uh, it was very interesting going to a Pro Day 2 match with, what, 4,000 people in the crowd, 3,000 of whom were, were paid to be there or part of the partners, part of the sponsors. Um, so 4,000 on Friday night versus 19,000 on Sunday night. It's very different, a lot more intimate, a lot more intense. Yes. Um, it was really very enjoyable. Um, the game itself, Colomier versus Provence, uh, Colomier won with the last kick of the match, having been trailing since the initial exchange of penalties. So that was full of excitement, uh, everyone, everyone screaming the house down, which was great fun. Good stuff. So, um, so Mont-de-Marsan, Colomier, Carcassonne on, and Nevers, Aurillac and Grenoble have all won two games. 
So they're up in the top third. Van, Montauban, Bézier. Oh, Van, your team. Yes. Veronique from the north. It must be said that Rouen is northeast of Paris, so that is a northern team that we must applaud being at the top of the Predator. They are. They are based in Normandy. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, Van is uh, solidly in the middle at the moment. Montauban, I like very much. I'd like to see them come up. Um, they're 10th. Bézier, Agen, Soyo, Angoulême, the 12th and 13th. At the bottom, the bottom three include Biarritz, who have only just come into Pro Deja, having been relegated from the top 14. So uh, lots of these people are out of position at the moment. Uh, Aix-en-Provence, Provence Rugby was set up to be in the top six. So they're second from the bottom. And Massey, the newly promoted, are looking at three defeats from three games. So really close, really exciting. I uh, thoroughly recommend getting some of Pro Deja if you can. Uh, it, it was great fun, and I'll be going back certainly. And there are some good players to watch as well in the Pro D two, you know. So uh, it's always interesting to uh, to be aware of what's happening. Thank you very much, uh, Tom, from our Envoyé Special from Toulouse and Colombier. <laughs> <laughs> Rugby news. Mike, I believe you have some interesting rugby news about France. Yes, French, uh, France women, obviously um, building up now for the, the Women's Rugby World Cup, delayed from last year, but uh, taking place in New Zealand um, very, very soon, in a, a month's time. They surprisingly lost to Italy women, 26-19. Um, they were 14-0 up. Um, Italy brought it back to 14-12 at half-time. But um, as in the first game, both teams played the previous week in France. And although France won that game, they really slackened off the second half. And they did the same uh, in the game in Italy. So France have got uh, you know a few problems to sort out before the World Cup. They've got no more preparation games now. So, um, yeah, they've got plenty plenty to work on. Any other news? The Rugby World Cup ticket site was back in action yesterday. Um, everybody frus- uh, airing their frustrations on social media, you know, spending hours getting to 3%, uh, another few hours getting to 100%, then accessing the ticket site and finding that it crashed. Um, I managed to get on it right at the end, and all that was left was tickets for um, Romania and Tonga in Lille at 52 euros so um, I gave that one a miss <laughs> Mike Mike it wasn't bad news for everyone I'm afraid to say <laughs> I know for you you managed to get some really good tickets uh, Tom uh, I, I'm an old hand at this I have uh, I, I, my record was getting 15 matches in the two, 2015 World Cup including wow. the first and the last matches is it because you know lots of people? Is because you are a, a, a geek and you know how <laughs> to play, which software partly, to use? Partly, certainly, being a geek helps. Um, <laughs> to the listeners, if you go onto the page in Chrome, in, in the browser Chrome, there is a there's a little program you can get called Auto Refresh that effectively presses the refresh button every sixty seconds. 
So if you have enough real estate on your screen. Oh, you should charge for your tip. So you got some really good tickets yourself, Tom. Which games are you going to watch? I got four Category 1 tickets. Okay. So I have to sell a kidney. <laughs> uh, England versus Argentina, which really? actually is one of the only pool matches I'd like to see, except for France. So yeah. Um, we've got five pool matches in Toulouse. Um, but funnily enough, because I'm going to England and Argentina, I'll miss Japan versus Chile. But the other ones, uh, where you just said, uh, Mike, you know, Romania versus Croatia or whatever. Um, even the good ones, New Zealand versus Namibia, is happening in Toulouse. And these games, it's bound to be 100 nil, more or less. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand rests their key players because it's yeah. 100 nil. And Namibia also rests their key players because their real battle is against Kenya or whoever. Yes, So it's nice to have the national anthems. It's nice to get the, the scarf. Um, but it's really uh, not a great rugby uh, showcase. So, you know, so I've got England versus Argentina, the Stade Velodrome in Marseille. I'm hoping and using my Chrome... Uh, Refresh the following day at the Stade Velodrome is South Africa against Scotland. And the other, and boy, are they expensive. But the other match I got, just to really annoy Mike, is a semi final one. Um, Good stuff. Which, which um, is 550 euros a seat. <laughs> the two tickets I got, and according to the current world rankings, it will be Argentina against Ireland. Both of whom I respect as teams. Uh, it would cost me £1,000 to get up there, have the hotel, the transport, the food, uh, the alcohol-free beer that you have to drink at the start of France. Um, so I think those two might be going back into the pot. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Might get to it. One, one thing I won't do, dear listeners, dear friends, is take the tickets and put them on eBay for a profit. Uh, that, no. is not, that is not rugby. And actually, the, the the good thing is there will be some Rugby World Cup warm-up games, which people who can't get tickets for the cup competition will be able to attend. France are going to play Scotland twice, and they're going to play Fiji. So um, I would imagine tickets for that will be slightly easier to get. Yes. Good tip. So um, more tickets coming on sale on Saturday. The other point is that those tickets I haven't purchased. I spent £3 to retain the option to purchase them for 96 okay. hours. Um, so think of how many other people are going to do that. I'm going to keep the England-Argentina tickets, and I'm going to put back in the pool the, the semi-final tickets. So that's why I think as people do what I'm going to do and release that option, more tickets will become available. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Initially, they might save them for the release for the general public, which I think is on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but uh, don't give up and do have, uh, yeah, when you think of it, just go and look on the site occasionally. Yeah, you give you a chance to sort out a mortgage beforehand. Exactly. <laughs> and the good news, guys, in the good news, the World Cup is only in 358 days. <laughs> I don't know how many hours or how many seconds, but it's not far. He will be there <laughs> before. Two hours. Yes. It's from my part, you know, very sad news, I'm afraid. It's not really, well, it's kind of linked to the rugby world, but uh, 
uh, yeah, the passing of the Queen last Thursday, which came as a shock, and there were loads, loads of tributes, not only from the French players, you know, one from Rafael Bagnès, who, don't forget, you know, he played for Saracen and he played for, was it Sale? For another club in England, I forgot. Wasps, I think. Was it Wasps? Uh, yeah, wasp, wasp, and that's why he's got um, such a good, uh, such a good English. And uh, he put a few posts on Instagram, and Abdel Benazi as well, and and others. You know, she, uh, the the Queen was very, very much loved in in France, and oh, you see the the players whenever they played at Twickenham, you know, they like uh, being greeted by by Her Majesty the Queen. And from the English side, as you know, in 2003, England won the World Cup and... Um, oh, don't remind me, please. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was I was so lucky. I had some wonderful, wonderful guys on the podcast. Uh, I spoke with Dan Luger, uh, Ben Cohen, uh, the best friend of uh, Mike Tindall. What is his name? He was his witness at his wedding. Ian... Bolshaw. That's right, Bolshaw. Bolshi. Yes. And who else? I can't remember. I remember Ben Cohen saying to me that, you know, I believe they went to see the Queen after the, uh, the parade, you know, on the bus. And unfortunately, in the bus, because they were drinking so much beer and they had no toilet, <laughs> they kept peeing, you know, in, in some, well, whatever they could. So when they, in the, in the double decker, there was a sea of urine. And when they, I went to see the Queen, apparently. It was a bit smelly, but uh, <laughs> that, maybe that's the oh, reason another, why. Another charming story. <laughs> that's why, maybe that's why he's the cock. He's well interested, you know, in posing as well <laughs> on the show. Well, but they're uh, using the same double-decker bus next week to carry all the world leaders to the funeral. Oh, <laughs> dear. I, I think they've cleaned it. <laughs> oh, dear. What, what a thought. But uh, no, we we um, from a French French rugby reconnection. You know, rugby has always played a very important part in Kingdom, but also you know, well loved by the Queen and of course you know by her granddaughter who married Mike Tindall, and the rest is history. And who knows, there might be some little Tindall uh, rugby player one day. Uh, this does, of course, mean that we have a new national anthem for the next Six Nations. We will have God Save the King. Yes, that's uh, right. Uh, which sounds odd at first hearing, but it is entirely natural. Um, there are those, now possibly not the time, it's supposed to be a little early, but it does raise again the question of whether the national anthem is suitable for England games. Because when England play Wales, uh, obviously it is the, the national anthem for the people of Wales as well. Well, they I are British at the end of the day, so... Indeed. <laughs> So maybe it shouldn't be called the English theme. The proposal is to change uh, for England matches to Jerusalem. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. What do you think, Mike? Welsh. Jerusalem's a great, yeah. I mean, you know, Tom's perfectly right in what he says. I mean, Scotland, you know, we're, we're all embraced um, with God Save the King now. But, you know, France have got... Um, uh, Flower of Scotland, Wales have got here Nadran Hadai. Um, France got La Marseillaise, you know, and La Marseillaise, if you listen to La Marseillaise, it's very violent, actually. Some of the uh, wordings are quite uh, bloody, but anyway. <laughs> but, but Ireland has two anthems. Yes. It? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, Ireland, rugby, of course, is, is one of the few sports uh, in Ireland that is united, but... Um, 
at uh, so I can say Lansdowne Road, which shows how old I am. At the Vivi Stadium, they play, um, I think it's called the Soldiers Chorus or the Soldiers Song, which is the air anthem and um, shoulder to shoulder, which has been embraced to cover the whole of Ireland. So, yeah, I, I mean, what do you think, Tom? Do you think Jerusalem? I would prefer to see that change. I think it's out of respect to Wales, Scotland and Ireland, really, that there ought to be an English national anthem that's distinct for England. Yeah. Long story, but hey, don't forget, guys, this podcast is called French Rugby Connection. So let's not digress from, from our topic. And uh... Okay, just because just France is the Six Nations champion, at the moment. <laughs> At the moment, yes. Well said, Tom. At the moment, yeah. Oh, that was so wonderful. It, keeping it warm for us. <laughs> so, rugby friends, I hope you enjoy our chat. Hello. Uh, you know, what do they say? Two is, is there a thing about... Two or three? Three is a crowd, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe. I did say to Mike, I said, try not to speak over me or less not. But, uh, you know, we'll get there one day. If, if I don't speak over you, Veronique, I won't get a word in. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a new technique. Mike, um, Tom and I, if we need to speak, we raise our hand. But uh, somehow, I don't know, uh, Mike couldn't make his camera work. No, so my if... face is so ugly. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'll get it sorted by next week. I think I'm going to go to some setting. I'll have plastic surgery or something. <laughs> so it's been, uh, uh, it's been lovely to speak to you with you guys. Uh, don't forget, um, top, top 14 is back on. I believe um, uh, it is shown on which channel, Mike? Premier Sports. Okay. Which game are they showing this weekend? Oh, I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> Usually it's... I'm yeah. such a hectic lifestyle. I can't plan that far ahead. <laughs> okay. The art of being retired. He's got a very excited life. <laughs> <laughs> if you are lucky, sometimes they show some games on TV5 Monde. Let's speak again next week. And oh, I say... connections. Yes. And au revoir. Au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille